Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. A North Korean defector? And can you count to quadrillion? We're covering that in 60 seconds. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Jerry! Hello, Mr. Steve. What's up, my man? Not a whole lot yourself. Uh, actually, a whole lot. <laughs> I'm excited to be here today. Well, it's a wonderful time. Absolutely. It's always a wonderful time. Absolutely. Uh, hey, we just said the same thing to each other. We did. It was kind of like, I guess you've probably never watched uh, Pete Holmes, have you? The comedian no. has a lot of shows on Comedy Central. One of his skits was called The X-Men. And it was about, he, he played the part of uh, Professor Xavier, and he was firing various X-Men because of whatever reason. If you've never watched Pete Holmes in the X-Men, by all means, run to your nearest YouTube channel, download those videos, look, watch them. They're hilarious, all of them. Um, but he has one with Wolverine, and he's firing Wolverine. And that's what Wolverine says. Are you just repeating what's coming out of my mouth? <laughs> gotcha. It's hilarious. Sorry. I always laugh when I do that. How was your week? It was good. It was a very good week. Good. Mine too. I went to uh, just cut in a little bit here. I went and we ran down to uh, Mammoth Cave area for the weekend. It was a fun and amazing trip. Had a lot of good food, um, good experiences. Now, Mammoth Cave was booked. Apparently, you need to book that like a week or two weeks in advance. Really? Yeah, it's that, that popular. Um, but we got to check out a lot of the smaller uh, caves, which was fun. And uh, sorry, you can get that chair over there. I'm fine. Okay. Um, but we got to check out a lot of the uh, other caves, and that was fun. Uh, what else we do? Oh, we did an escape room. That was a hoot. 
an absolute. Did you beat it? Yeah, one point, one, or one minute and five seconds remaining. It's um, a good way to get your heart pumping. It was a scary, you know, haunted mm-hmm. type uh, room and uh, had a blast. And you know me, I'm a big guy. So anytime I get real good food, I have to brag about it. So I'm going to show some free advertisement for C&J's Cafe in Horse Cave, Kentucky. Little bitty place about the size of our studio here. Um, we had breakfast there. Was delicious. Just like going to grandma's. Nice. The gravy was good. The eggs were perfect. The sausage was perfect. Just perfect. Good, good quality. And it was made with love. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. Also want to brag on uh, Colton's Steakhouse down in Glasgow, Kentucky. If you're ever near Glasgow, um, it's 15 minutes off of uh, what, uh, Highway 64. No, not 65. Um, well worth the trip over to get, get a good steak dinner. Um, everything we have is good. Top to bottom. The appetizers were, you know, sometimes you get appetizers. You're like, really, I pay $10 for this? I paid $10 for some really good appetizers. Probably could have made a meal on those. Um, and you know, I like my steaks well done, which is the I only do. way to have a steak. It is the only variety of steak that tells you for sure that it is done. They don't have a medium done. They just have well done. So, um, But they have other things that are far superior to that, called medium, medium rare. But medium rare doesn't cut. It doesn't say medium rare done. So it's not done because it's, it's, it's well past done. It, <sighs> it's excellent. No, it has taste. It has food <laughs> left in it. Okay. So so anywho, we can sit here and debate this all day wrong, right? All day long, and you're going to be wrong. <laughs> so, but anyway, I am very accustomed to having steak and having to put a one on it or some steak steak sauce. You know what it is? Because you intentionally ask them to cook every friggin' bit of the moisture <laughs> out of your steak. You have to replace the moisture or something. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, this steak required no A1. It was delicious. It was perfect. Um, got a big strip, New York strip. Um, great time. I always like recognizing. When were you down there? Saturday? Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we went down Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, I was eating a very good meal. Did you have your crab boil? I had the crab bowl. Would you like to, can I tell everybody why? Sure. So Jerry had crab boil because last week was Jerry's birthday. Yes, Ooh, he turned the same age as old people. <laughs> so 10 years from now, I'll remind you of that. No, you don't have to do all that. that that's not cool. You don't need to do that. <laughs> But no, one of these days, maybe I can get you to try crabble. It uh, it has corn. I'd eat the corn. Corn, potatoes. Yeah, it's excellent meal. You'd eat actually uh, the smoked sausage as well. Just not the shrimp, not the crab. Yeah, no, I'm not a seafood guy. Can't do it. Tried it. Can't Probably do it. the best thing of the best meal that I've ever had is crabble. Really? I can't do it quite as well. I, I made this. I can't do it quite as good as uh, Storming Crab in Lexington, uh, Lexington on Nicholas yeah. Road. They are the best at it that I've ever had. Well, that's First a time I ever had this was at uh, 
What is that? I forgot. (laughs) I guess you're right. I've got no. (laughs) But uh, yes, can you say that one more time? Let me make sure it's recording. Okay, I retract that. Joe's Crab Shack. (laughs) First time I ever had the Crab Bowl was at Joe's Crab Shack, and I can make it quite a bit better than they make it. I'm good. But uh, Storming Crab now, they're awesome. Good. They know how to do that stuff. Well, that's awesome. So I had a blast. Was was we unplugged? Turn my phone off, except uh, checked it every once in a while, very vaguely to check on my boy. But uh, you know, uh, was not a focal point of the weekend. So that was really, really good. It's important to get some time away. Yeah, I had a smile on my face thinking about another time when you went away and you asked me to check on your boy, and <laughs> I called different him. boy, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I called him right before you and your wife got back, and. Or I thought I called him, <laughs> called some stranger who got an absolute kick out of what I, the warning I gave your son, which was, this is now this is what best <laughs> friends do for their chil- their friends' children. Okay, listen to this. Yeah. So I had that. entrusted Jerry to the welfare of my child. This is what he does. 16, 17 years. Yeah, old, sixteen, like seventeen that. year old. Yeah. Couple and I had actually stopped by two or three times. I knew what he was doing. I'd been over to see him, made sure he had food and didn't have parties, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, a couple of hours before you guys are supposed to get back, I call him or what I thought was him. And he answered and I said, Dude, I don't know if you got any women there in the house, but if you do, you got to get them the hell out. Get them dressed, <laughs> get some clothes on them, get them the hell out of the house for a moment. Dad gets home. And this guy just, Cracked up laughing. Hey, it wasn't your son. I'd call some stranger. <laughs> what did he say to you? Tell him. <laughs> uh, he was after he he was like, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, a friend of mine and his wife went out of town and asked me to check on his son. I'm just making sure his, you know, his son's okay. And But just in case he was doing some wild, crazy stuff, just in case he had a bunch of wild women over at the house, I'm like, yeah, I called to say, get him out. He's like, dude, I don't have any. Women over here at my house, but it's from the sounds of it, I need to come to your house. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. You know, the one thing I couldn't do this weekend, though, Jerry, was was go to the library. You couldn't? No. They were completely booked. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. How dare they? I know, right? How dare they? Unbelievable. Well, I've got to pull mine up. Uh, see, it would take just a minute, and then my computer decided to do nothing. Well, that's all right. Will you start say see what? I was just kind of a weird news cycle this week. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. In what way? Just, there was a lot happening, but it was almost like there was so much happening that all of it got lost in its own shuffle. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? There was so much going on that a lot of a lot of it just got wrapped up, and maybe it was planned that way. Maybe I don't know, but uh, we're, we're going to dig into some of that in a little while. Finally, found mine. Oh, let's see what it is. If you're ever arguing with your wife and you're winning, and she takes her top off, you need to watch out. It's a booby trap. <laughs> booby trap. <laughs> it's a booby trap. Wow, Jerry. 
really. So give us an example of the uh, weird news. What's top on your list? Well, the top thing on my list, I don't want to cover yet because okay. it, it's kind of neat. Say that one. Yeah, but I will tie, I will go on in and start talking. I got a few space stories today because, you know, I kind of like that stuff. But there are people out there that are saying and swearing that they are seeing Nibiru, oh gosh, I can't even say the word, um, Nibiru, which is supposedly, if you've ever followed Coast to Coast AM or any conspiracy type stories at all, there's always been the talk of this planet that's out in our solar system that we've not seen yet, the secret planet or the dark planet called Nibiru. But in the last week, there's been a lot of sightings because of the way the stars are aligned or whatever. Um, <laughs> sightings by reputable people? By people with cameras. Okay. <laughs> Just the fact that those sightings are all ramped up. And you take that and you add to it the fact that several members of Congress are coming out and writing laws for full disclosure on the alien stuff. Democrat and Republican, both sides. And it's like, why is this all getting ramped up right now? What? I'm a big believer if the government is showing you a shiny thing in this hand, you should definitely be looking at what the other hand is doing. You know Especially what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to UFO and things like that. Absolutely. They obviously do not want us knowing very much about. They've had a policy of covering up the majority of the information they Since have for the many, many years. Since the beginning of time. I agree. I I just, it's one of those things that just, I I don't get and I don't really understand it. But the planet is a hypothetical rogue planet, supposedly heavily prophesized in the ancient Sumerian tablets. Um, The Sumerians had a lot of stuff going on in their tablets and, whether or not we're actually even what's the word i'm looking for uh i'm not for sure when you when you gosh why am i so stupid tonight when you take a language and you translate that's the word i was looking for you know some of those things you you don't you have to question even if we've translated their writing correctly well, when you do, they got some weird stuff. They have the Anunnaki. They have Nibiru. This is all space-related stuff. Um, but anyway, um, it's a rogue planet. It has been a, in, in, in ancient Sumerians thought that it rotated or circled around the Earth every 3,600 years. Um, and how they knew this, who knows? No idea. Um, but it doesn't really exist. And if something did come around every 3,600 years, how would they know? <laughs> you know, that yep. means that they would have had to have been a writing society for 3,600 years. And they just or were. it would mean that they had access to technology that we have today where it could take pictures you know, over a month's time period 
and extrapolate the data into, well, this is the arc that it's on. This is the speed that it currently has. So, yeah, they, they couldn't do those things back then. They didn't have access to the technology. But you're going to tell us how they might have had some help, I would assume. No, I, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> That's such an ancient race that all you can do is speculate. Yep. You know what I'm Pretty saying? We, we, they had the first writing tablets, you know, in with not the first, but they had um, many, many, many uh, um they had one of the, gosh, my brain is shutting down tonight. They had one of the first writing forms. And how, how do we know that we're remotely translating that anywhere correct? I, I don't know. I'm sure some senior writing translation person has figured that all out. But, well, but you not can't, me. You can't figure it all out. Now, if it's a, a totally dead language, uh, you've got to keep in mind that in many cases, most languages, are going to have words that other languages do not. Uh, the Greeks had five letters, five words for our one word love. So, yeah, you it, it becomes impossible to translate perfectly when you have words that don't exist in other languages. Again, yeah. if it's a dead language and you've got no one to say, okay, now, what does this mean? Makes that a whole lot tougher. Yeah. I think I'm beginning to understand what you meant by the crazy news cycle. Yeah, just After that story and my first one. Okay, Ready? what was your first one? My first one is the Helsinki deputy mayor, Helsinki, Finland. The deputy mayor was caught spray painting graffiti in a railway tunnel. His name is Pavlov. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. Try to attempt his last name, A-R-H-I-N-M-A-K-I. One of four deputy mayors of Helsinki, he is facing possible legal action and costs for him to pay compensation for damages, and some are even calling for his resignation. The Finnish capital spends an estimated 650,000 euros, 710,000 American dollars, annually to remove illegal graffiti throughout the city. And here the deputy mayor was caught spraying graffiti. <laughs> crazy news cycle. Yeah, that is crazy. No doubt. I just, why well, would, now I had been watching these, one of the funny things that I've been watching out of the big cities, have you seen any of these? And maybe you have. Um, when they hire someone to get rid of the graffiti, and then the graffiti artist will redo the scene, but have half of it blank and actually graffiti the worker getting rid of the graffiti. No. As graffiti. <laughs> right down to the type of tennis shoes they're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're sitting over across the street watching him paint over it. <laughs> and he just comes in and paints him. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Hey, Solo, glad you're here. Um, that's one of my favorite things. I just love, first of all, I was sitting at a train. I was caught at a train the other day and hundreds, you know, we live close to Georgetown. So there's a lot of car cars, you know, that carry automobiles that come and go. Um, 
but the trains were all graffiti all the way up to arm's length and the some cars. of those yeah and, and some of those were done I, you know back when i was younger i thought man that's trashy looking at whatever some of those guys have real talent i mean oh, it's absolutely. amazing the thing they can absolutely. do with a spray can I, it just blows me away <laughs> blows me away some of those several of those have gotten hired to do uh their artwork on buildings and things like that yeah interesting what other <sighs> crazy news cycle stuff do you have for us um the fact that most of the beaches on the east coast and in the gulf of mexico are having to close due to e coli that's, that's, How often does that happen? Uh, when was the last time you remember hearing that on the news? No, nah, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Every once in a while, you would hear about red algae down around Florida on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and that would become a problem. Yep. Um, e. coli is a little more big, and it's affecting a lot more areas. Texas, Florida, uh, Alabama, North Carolina. These beaches, you know, imagine you playing – you know, here in Kentucky, going to the beach is a vacation. So you spend all year waiting to go to the beach on your vacation. You get there and there's a no swimming sign. Because <laughs> yep. they're not going to tell you that until you get there. <laughs> um, What's causing it to occur everywhere? They truly don't know. Um, if you listen to some of the pot, the, 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 you have to break it down. Some scientists, oh, it's climate change. That's the reason. But how? I mean, you've got to. Do more than say climate change. I don't. I don't have an answer for you, Jerry. There, the the answers are from human waste being dumped into the oceans. Really, I could, I could buy that at a beach or two, or two. Not no, at all. Not, of not them. all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, even in uh, uh, you were talking about over overseas in uh, was it Spain yesterday, the day before Helsinki. Is that Spain? No. Helsinki's Finland, the one I just did. No, no, not Helsinki. That's what you just did. The one where they had to, it was in Spain, and I don't remember, I apologize for the not knowing the name, but they had to close down the whole beach there because at some point, somebody's pipe, some some municipality's pipe had bust, and there was too much fecal matter in the, in the, in the whole bay. So they had to close down that beach. Just weird. That tough stuff happens, though. It does, but it's just weird, and it's yeah. all happening like right now. It's just a weird news. Yeah, sad as it is, the the human waste being in the water happens not that infrequently. E. coli at a bunch of different beaches, a bunch of beaches all at the same time. Yeah. Don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah. Crazy. Today's show is just crazy. Just just a bunch of crazy, to be honest. Talking about crazy. I'm sure you heard about Travis King, the 23-year-old private second-class Army soldier that crossed the demilitarized zone into North Korea. A little bit of background. This guy is in South Korea. He, uh, I think in September of last year, was at a bar, got drunk, got into a fight beat the crap out of some South Korean. And uh, by the time it worked its way through the judicial system, he spent 47 days in a local jail. He was released. The Army decided, they'd had a couple of other problems with him, and they decided to ship him back, and they were going to discharge him. 
he wasn't under arrest. He wasn't, he's not, you know, in trouble other than he's going to be kicked out of the army. Dishonorable discharges, I understood. I'm not positive, but I think that's the case. And uh, they loaded him up, took him to the airport, gave him his plane ticket and said, you know, you're going back to the U.S. He left the airport, inserted himself into a tourist group that then went to the demilitarized zone. While he's there, he just turns and books it into North Korea. Wow. <laughs> so he defected into North Korea. Into North Korea. So, I, uh, so now our government is starting to try to figure out how to negotiate for his uh, return. I have a suggestion for that. I would like to suggest that we tell North Korea to keep the boy. <laughs> no kidding. Sounds like we've had enough problems out of him. I don't think he's, uh, and I'm joking, I'm not being serious, but holy crap. I, I, I started to say he's not worth negotiating to get him back. You know, he's a human life. I get all that. What a piece of garbage. You know, you're being sent back from a foreign country because you've disgraced American interest, the, the American military. And then you go to pull this stuff. Leave the airport and uh, said to defect and just, just run across. They said he began laughing hysterically. So he was maybe on drugs. Who knows? But some of the people in the group said that he was laughing. Suddenly began laughing hysterically and turned and ran into North Korea. So North Korea troops didn't shoot him on the spot. From what I read, in an effort to totally cut off their country, at the beginning of COVID, the North Korean visible troops disappeared. They were no longer seen. You did not see any North Korean troops. They hmm. knew there were some there, but you could not see them. They did not want them to be. They tried to totally cut off that country and prevent COVID from coming in in any way. Part of that was on the demilitarized zone. They didn't have any visible soldiers that you could see. And it's still that same way today. Interesting. So, no, he was not shot down. Uh, he was not shot. And they uh, assume that he's safe and in custody in North Korea. <laughs> well. And I don't really have a problem if he stays there. I have a perfect song for him. What's that? Na, 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 na. Oh, yeah. Na, 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 na. Hey, oh, there you go. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. Guess what's coming up? What's Guess what this is, up? Jerry. Guess what this is. Actually, yeah. This month starts the unofficial start of the NFL. Yep. Woo <laughs> OTAs and uh, mini camp start this month. Never seems real. That's, you know, football seems like a cold weather sport, and for it to start in the middle of the summer. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And so, is this the year? I'm just going to throw this out. I don't have it on my notes or anything, but there's a lot of hype from a lot of big name white or running backs is this the year that running backs stop being paid stop being paid yeah the last big contract to any running back was uh was it nick chubb up in uh, uh cleveland even so running backs don't get paid near what they should in my opinion uh, well, that's what uh, some of the running backs are saying. <laughs> well, they have a very, very limited career. Yeah, uh, they're just subjected to so much, so many nasty hits, abuse, 
that on a consistent basis, far more so than wide receivers. Wide receivers are less protected when they go up for a pass or whatever, but that happens pretty infrequently. Running backs, if you're a good running back, if you're the bell cow running back, a three-down back, you're getting the ball a lot. You're getting hit a lot. A.K.A. Derrick Henry. uh, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Derrick Henry is the first one that comes to mind. Saquon Barkley, who's – not going to be signing. He did, they don't think he's going to report to any early training camp. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Is he he's, wanting out or what? He just wants to get paid. But if I'm New York, you know, why am I going to pay a guy for part-time work? <laughs> you know, Le'Veon Bell, back when he was with Pittsburgh and he tried that mess, it doesn't work with running backs. There's too many they can bring in. And, you know, who did they bring in to replace him? John Connor, James Connor, James Connor. He didn't have quite Le'Veon Bell numbers, but pretty close. Yeah. Well, he was so. a different type of back, too. James Conner was a ground and pound. Le'Veon was more of a reception, elusive type back. But They're just too easy to replace. Mm-hmm. And that's why another reason why they won't pay him big money. He actually, this last week, it's funny you brought him up. This last week, he, he just admitted how big of a mistake that was for his career overall. Huge. Yeah. It was huge. Kind of like some of them diva wide receivers that think they're more than the team. I just don't understand. That. I don't know what it is with wide receivers. And you said some. It seems to be the majority of wide receivers. <laughs> they're just one after another. I mean, none of them are probably as bad as Antonio Brown. Again, another Ch- Chad, o- Chad Johnson. Another uh, terrible There's been a win. bunch. Terrell Owens. Most of the good ones seem to be just absolute divas and think the world revolves around them yeah but the good news is it's almost football time again oh my gosh and so i got a funny story tonight uh, again not in my notes but i got to tell you because you know in real estate i see a lot i see a lot of weird houses oh actually showed a house to a couple that we went down in the basement once and uh here in anders it, well you better not say where but here locally, and uh, there was a refrigerator in the basement that was duct taped, and it said, do not open. <laughs> so you see a lot of weird stuff in real estate, and I'm sure it's nationwide. It's not just your local. Um, but I had this house uh, that I've been trying to sell for a little while and finally got it under contract over the weekend. I was so elated. Um Several reasons for it being out lingering out there, price and um, just a few issues, but finally got it under contract. And so the the new buyers asked to come by and do some measurements because they were going to change carpet and, and stuff. So they wanted to get measurements to see how much they were going to need. And the seller's cat rubbed up against her leg and scared the bejesus out of the buyer to the point they pulled out of the contract. I kid you not. I mean, I don't know what their down payment is, 500 bucks. They were, they're walking away from $500. No, they don't. They they have, when when you write an offer, you, you're given a certain length of time. Like in this particular contract was like eight eight days um, that, you know, you do home inspections and you, you can. For no reason you can back out. Yeah. No reason. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it, it's pretty, pretty. But I mean, that already 
I don't even understand how that's legal. A, a legal contract is binding on both parties. Usually there will be some things in there. It's got to pass inspection. Yeah. It's got to pass the title check. It's got to do all these things, obviously, if there's, you know, well, but none of that was the case. We haven't kind of got to that point, so I can't speak to that yet. I mean, how the hell? What's but wrong with this woman? The, I have no idea. A cat rubbed up against her, and that scared and her I, so bad she can't live in the house. I don't know that she. I mean, she maybe she's got a phobia of cats because you know when they when they when you view a house, all the animals are put away. Well, I'm glad she looked at it from it happened in this house, so I can't live in this house <laughs> instead of looking at it as it happened in the United States, so I can't live in the United States. Really? I don't know. I kind of think that maybe Canada is a good choice. Maybe. <laughs> it was insane. Maybe North Korea. Maybe insane. she can go join Travis King. <laughs> live up there with yeah, Kim Jong-un. I just had to say that. I had to get that out because that's... I understand that people have phobias and all that, but yeah. to the point that because they have a cat and it touched you, now you can't live in the house? <laughs> Dude, I've seen a lot. <laughs> I agree with you, Double. See, that was an excuse, but legally, I don't know where we are at, at, with that whole thing yet, or if we just don't even want to pull with it and just. I'd keep their deposit money. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I've got one just about as stupid. Okay. A TikToker, David Barton, 45 year old TikToker, faked his own death. What? Simply to find out who cared enough about him to show up at the funeral. David Barton, 45, his wife and his children decided to prank friends and family members to find out who really cared about him. The funeral, which was staged last weekend near the city of Liege, wherever the hell that is, was attended by many friends and families, and everyone was waiting for the ceremony to begin. But instead, they were met by a landing helicopter, and David and a camera crew stepped off. Now, I'm sure he didn't do this to find out who cared about him. I'm sure he's doing this for TikTok. I'm sure he's doing this for views. Something I think you might be going to talk about later. But how selfish is that? It's stupid. Selfish, stupid, all of it rolled into one. Yes, absolutely. I've got another one for you since we're talking about TikTok. How about this? So as someone who knows, and you know that uh, I love a good conspiracy, Bigfoot is one of those falls into that realm, right? Yep. Well, last week there was a video that went huge because it was they claimed that it was drone footage uh, the best evidence yet of Bigfoot got people all up in arms, both sides. You know, you actually had the the real people doing real research at Bigfoot, saying this is this is fake, it's stupid. While the creator was just kept hyping it, kept hyping it. Um, it got a few million views. So they did they 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 did their job, if you will. Um, and it does turn out that it was fake. Uh, the creator actually finally came out and said, yeah, it was fake. We did it as a prank. I really, I, I, I hate that they do things like this. Oh, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Because 
if there is any, because there's real science, there's real scientists out there with real evidence leading to maybe the a, a huge discovery. But when you have jackasses like this, pardon my French, but yep. it, it demeans everything that those other people are spending their life work trying to either, and, and you know, the real scientists are, are not necessarily trying to prove it exists. But also, if it doesn't exist, period, let's just settle it. Yes or no. That's what scientists do. You know, they're not about the guessing game. But things like this really, really waters all that down. It also dries yeah. up money that those scientists, can, the real scientists can use, you know, or maybe garner from someone who is interested in the topic. It just, it's really bad. I don't like it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Speaking of which, we, we've uh, mentioned TikTok a couple of times. I think it's time that we readdress something that happened a few months ago when you told everyone that you were going to let everyone know on the next episode <laughs> the dangers of TikTok and how it truly is a national security threat. And I promised people then that that meant that you would never again broach the subject. <laughs> I just broached it. And uh, a few weeks ago, I brought it up again, and you assured us yet again you were going to fill okay. us in. So I was going to read the whole disclosure and then connect all of the dots to all the people that what are disclosure? attached. The disclosure that you actually, because I was going to sign up on live while we were here on TikTok. And when the disclosure popped, I was going to read it verbatim. And yeah, and I that decided two hours. That would suck. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear all that. That's the reason we don't read them. But then I was going to go ahead and take TikTok and the parent company and how all that is doing. And I decided that bluntly that show would suck, but so you don't need to do a show, just do a little research and give us two or three minute rundown on the dangers okay, of TikTok. Fine. I'll do it. Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, fine. But I have heard in, in starting to do that and talk about that, that another thing that you and I both use is even more dangerous than TikTok. What's that? Because it does have, it, it, we do allow access to our money and stuff, which is Timu. Um, I've heard that's way more dangerous than TikTok. Could be. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but that's what I heard. And you and I both use it. So speaking of TikTok, Facebook launched and or changed uh, a couple of things that they do that I just want to vent here. I hope Elon kicks Mark Zuckerberg's butt when they do their cage fight. Used to be on Facebook, you could watch videos, much like YouTube. Full-length videos, some of them were 12, some of them were 20 minutes, you know, whatever. Um, now they've removed those, and all you can watch is Reels. And I guess that's a Facebook-owned version of TikTok. Um, it's horrible. I don't like TikTok, so I certainly don't like the Reels either. You don't know if you like TikTok. You've never had it. I, I get, you send me stuff, people send me stuff, and I watch them, and I get a chuckle, but nothing that I'm going to sit there and watch for days and days and days, like some people I know. Um, Don't have a clue who would do that. No, uh, just the person looking right at me. I wonder who that is. Hey, I saw this TikTok. 
Because I saw TikTok. a TikTok means I watched it for days. Well, my theory is my theory is that if you see one TikTok that you like, you probably had to watch like I don't know thirty thousand. So because <laughs> there's a lot of crap out there. <laughs> As there is everywhere. But I'll tell you what, there are a lot of funny people yeah. on TikTok. Dude, just average. There's a guy, his uh, name on TikTok is Stale Cracker. He's a boy from Louisiana that uh, tells you how to cook Louisiana food. And he is funny as junk. Okay. It's a guy that you would have never heard of in your life if it wasn't for Stale Cracker. There's a lot of funny people out there. <laughs> wow. Impressive. I want to have to get you some of his recipes. No, stale cracker. I don't know that I really want those. He has a tool belt, but instead of holding tools, his tool belt holds like eight or ten different beers. <laughs> and his, one of his mottos is, while we wait, we hydrate. And he takes a beer and turns it up. So I'm not I'm trying really hard not to delve into too much political stuff today because I just I'm just don't wanna. Same. But I do want to bring up real quick the fact that a little little bit of pride from, from our great Commonwealth of Kentucky here. Okay. Um we uh had in South Korea because North Korea is acting like a jackwad again. So we, we wanted to send a little message. So they sent over and let everybody see one of our Triton-class nuclear submarines. Yep. The USS Kentucky popped up. And when they were allowing South Korean officials to come out on it, it had the big banner, and yep. the banner was perfect. The thoroughbred of the fleet. There you go. Kudos to the U.S. Navy for acknowledging the Kentucky and her crew and the namesake. <laughs> Just wanted to appreciate that very much. It was good stuff. That is very good stuff. Yeah. Well, I've got one more. My last one. A giant 300,000-year-old hand axe found in England may have been used for prehistoric butchery. Archaeologists in Kent, England, have unearthed a collection of prehistoric hand axes that are among the largest and oldest known stone tools Found, ever found in Britain. While the axe's exact pur purpose is unknown, it's likely that they would have been used as cutting tools for activities such as butchering animals or cutting meats. Look at that freaking thing. It looks like a big tooth. <laughs> I mean, it looks like an arrowhead, right? You can see where it's, it's chipped and human. Yeah. But it's huge. I mean, a guy's using two hands to hold it, and it is like, three times as long as his hand. Right? So I see why they called it an so, axe. Again, not on my notes. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants today, but that reminds me, there was a story last week, and I don't know, I can't link to it because I don't know where, where I saw it. Okay. But there are scientists now that are absolutely believing that when he, the first humans were on the earth, so were dinosaurs, that they have found some sort of fossilized evidence that dates us back to the time of the, you know, the, the dinos that just blows. So with the, and let me just run a few things by you real fast here with the advent of the James Webb telescope, we literally can see the beginnings of basically the James Webb telescope 
has the ability and they believe is showing us that the Big Bang didn't happen the way they think because there are galaxies that it is seen, and I don't know how they calculate this stuff. I'm not I'm not an astrophysicist, but they are seeing galaxies that were there before the Big Bang was supposed to have happened. Well, wow. <laughs> now we are seeing that there are humans on the planet before humans were supposed to have happened. That, uh, yeah, and that would cast a lot of the theory of the way humans evolved. Yeah, into great doubt. Yeah, and you know, not only that. One of the things that I read also, I just want to throw it out. I went to Dino World this weekend. If you're ever going up and down 65, take two hours, let the kids out, let them go play. It's two hours tops. It's a hoop. <laughs> absolute hoop, but it's also a wealth of information. But um, they think that not only did climate change and the asteroid come to end the woolly mammoth, but humans actually hunted them to extinction which is kind of cool. Not cool that we hunted them to extinction, but but our primitive humans were so adept at hunting that they could even hunt an, a species to extinction, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, just because from everything you've ever heard, um, uh, from everything you've ever heard, they, the, the, they weren't capable of that. <laughs> Yep. They weren't capable of speak. You can't bring down a woolly mammoth without being able to coordinate that as a measly little four foot nine human. <laughs> but anyway, true. I, I just, that was really something that blew me away. And the timelines of everything that they're figuring out is, is getting all jacked up. And it's, it's. You don't have to see if you can find that. What's that? That article you read about about that. the yeah yeah I'll do my best to try to find it. Um, I think I may have just found one. It was your post. Dinosaurs yeah. coexisted with human ancestors. Yeah, that that was human it. ancestors. So yeah. they're not saying humans. Human no. ancestors. Well, humans, as we are now, were even different than Neanderthals, and we know that we're genetically linked. So right. you, you know what I'm saying. So New York Post. On June 27th of this year was this article. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, to a degree, double. Um, but there's information that's starting to be unearthed that not only are we on our sixth extinction, not including dinosaurs, but that there are great civilizations that were before our rise and that there was something cataclysmic with the earth and the polar shifts. We're getting into conspiracy theory stuff and deep, you know, stuff there, but that there were great civilizations before our civilization that was completely wiped out due to polar shift or asteroids, asteroids or whatever, which is what they think ended the dinosaur age. Yeah. Yeah. They think that a uh, earth shattering asteroid hit the earth. So anyway, all living life. So speaking of, I got one more, Jerry. So can you would you be kind enough? We'll sit here and wait. Could you count to ten thousand quadrillion for sure. me? And you'll wait. Huh? We'll wait. Yeah. I will do it on one condition. What's I want that? you to hold your breath while I wait. <laughs> while you wait. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's roof. 
That's roof. That's roof. Very, very roof right there. So why wouldn't I ask you to count to 10,000 quadrillion? Uh, yeah, I'm not for sure. Well, I'll tell you. The, NL, the NASA scientists are on the home stretch to blast off a, a probe and satellite to a asteroid that is, let's see, that is scheduled to lift off on October 5th. We're going straight for, we have a, 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 a ship, and I'm just trying to find the name of it. They name all this stuff. The Psyche, <laughs> the Psyche space, spacecraft. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's kind of cute. So this, this spacecraft, and it's more a probe type satellite. It's going to be able to send, they're going to try to land on an asteroid, basically. Um, and the reason that they're trying to do this, they're sending it to an asteroid called the 16 Psyche. It has a core of iron, nickel, and gold, and it is a po supposed to be worth ten thousand quadrillion dollars in human, you know, in Earth money. I don't know how we're getting to Jupiter to mine it. <laughs> I don't even know where they come up with that number. I guess they just took the the dollar amount. Gold is selling for so much an ounce. Yeah. They try to figure out how much this thing weighs. Yeah. Have you ever heard what the total worth of the earth is that's what i was getting ready to say the total are you talking about the economy everything okay so everything the entire the global economy is roughly 110 trillion dollars that's what the global economy not the whole yeah there's earth. another number and i don't remember what it is but it's not one quadrillion of what they estimate that everything on the earth is worth wow and this thing is worth Ten thousand quadrillion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who they think the buyer is going to be. Uh, well, you know that would even if they could mine it, if that happened, they would never bring it all back at the same because time. Because if they did, it, it would, would crash just, all the markets. Yes. We'd have no forever. precious metal, right? Correct. Well, we'd have precious metals, but it wouldn't be gold, right? Right. So it would be very much like the diamonds are now. We have so many more diamonds but they hold them back so that diamonds hold their value it would be the same type of thing i'm sure but the uh they've just completed all their comprehensive tests and excuse me they're getting ready to make it on its uh its its launch date so it was originally going to launch in 2022 and it, it had some issues some software issues that prevented it so it's getting ready to go up now and i don't know all these things that they make, they look like they make them out of aluminum foil. I'm sure that that's a, an actual, you know, something, but. <laughs> I was wrong. The uh, net worth of the entire world in 2000 was $440 trillion. In 2020, it's $1,540 trillion or $1.5 quadrillion. Wow. This thing is worth 10000 quadrillion. Yeah. Now, the cool thing is, this is a joint effort between uh, NASA and SpaceX. Falcon Heavy is going, to one, is going to be the one that takes this thing up and launches it out of space. So that's pretty cool. Um, but to get there, it's a solar electric type deal. That's how they get their propulsion system. So ain't no telling how long. It, I don't know if it'll even be in our lifetimes by the time it actually gets there, but. Just yep. a really, really cool story. I just, Very. 
I love when NASA does cool stuff. Yep. Yeah, I just love when NASA does cool stuff. It makes me happy. But can you imagine be what so say the the, the thing gets there, right? Right. And it is they value because of the everything, they do value it at ten thousand quadrillion. Can you imagine the race to get to it by all the big companies that can afford to race to get to it? Yeah, I think. See, here's the problem real quickly. It's one thing to be able to get there. It's another thing to be able to get there with a spacecraft that has the capability of bringing back an appreciable amount. Sure. That Safely. doesn't exist. We, we, we don't have the capability. I 100% to even, agree. But if we've stuff. learned anything in human history is that money will drive technology. <laughs> you've also got to remember that real quickly, how much can they bring back before it does crash the markets? Right. right. I, I get it. I understand. And I, I really think that it would cost more to try to go get this and bring it back than it would be worth. You think it's going to be worth? I think it will cost trillions to do it. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But we're talking quadrillions no, of dollars. No, there's no quadrillions. <laughs> Again, there's not that much money here to pay them for it. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. If every person in the world who owned buildings, land, cows, cars, <laughs> trains, automobiles sold it all, there's not enough, according to what I read, 1.5 quadrillion. For everybody, they sell everything. It's all the money they got to give this guy for all of his gold, yeah. not ten thousand quadrillion. Yeah, well, I get it, man. I I just think that's so neat. It is. I think it will. I think it does have the potential to further to to put. How do I put this? So mining and the industrial revolution jumped our our species, right? I think that that is a goal that could potentially jump us into space more. Oh, I agree, but you not for the gold. It will be for the metals that we need to do some of this stuff that technology requires. Sure, sure. But that is a way to pay for it. I mean, that is a goal. Hey, it's out there. Why are we still here trying to mine 7 million feet deep when we can get it out there and it's laying on top of the whatever? <laughs> You know, I just think that that's an amazing, amazing, cool thing. And I think that between that and our AI, which is about to either uh, smack us down or, or serve us well, I, I don't know yet. I'm still on the fence. Do you think it's AI is the threat? I do. Humanity? I do. I, I absolutely. Believe. I've seen that movie. I've seen all those movies. And everyone turns out bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> At some point, and it may not be Google or or Elon Musk, or it's Chat not GPT or open. But AI there's going to be somebody out there that doesn't care about the rules. I agree. You know what I'm that, saying? That's the scary part. And that's the, the United part. States, I think, will make AI pretty safe and secure. That doesn't mean that it's the AI that's being developed in India, King Jong by in North, North Korea by yeah. Kim Jong Un's regime is going to be safe. Or someone in Venezuela who's trying to bring their country back out of poverty or whomever. You know, Those things are scary. You ain't a kid. So to answer your question, yes, I, AI scares the holy crap out. Even not, say it doesn't become Terminator, right? It doesn't take over and have its, its moment of doing that. 
the effects on the economy and the individual person scares me. Because at the the estimate I saw, and I think we brought it up a couple of weeks ago, the number of jobs, it could the number replace. of jobs it's going to replace in the first five in the next five years is unbelievable. Now, will those people be able to trans, you know, go into something else that maybe helps AI? Maybe, you know, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, man, today was a. You know what today's show should have been titled? What? The Great Show About Nothing. <laughs> yep. I mean, we covered a lot, but none of it really sticks out. Like, as hell, weren't we? Yeah, well, that's okay. Sometimes we do that. You know, we're still we're still trying to do two two hundred different things, but um, I think very soon we have another conspiracy episode coming. Woohoo! Hopefully so. Yeah. So, anywho, um, got anything else, Jerry? I do not. I oh. covered my stuff. Yeah, me too. So, I tell you what we need to do. We need to listen to Ed Locke. Yes, we do. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, how do people reach out to us? They have a couple of ways. One, they can email us at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. They can text us on our text line at area code 540-709-1318. You know, there's one more thing I want to bring up. What's that? I turned uh, 48 a few weeks ago. Yes, you did. Every other email I have received or phone call I have received since then has been AARP. AARP, if you're listening, stop. (laughs) Please stop. I've hit the no button, the reject button, the extra remove me from your subscription list button. Stop. Go away. I'm not ready yet. I am not there. When I get to be Jerry's current age, then we'll start talking a little bit. But I am not there yet. <laughs> but you'll soon be there. As as Jaden would tell me. <laughs> yep. Kids love to say that. Huh? Kids love to say that. Yeah, it does. He boy, he thinks he's he. I remember when I was his age, and he is, he is, kids today, I was talking about, and I know we're getting ready to leave, but we were talking about how much, when, when my youngest grandson, he's three or four, he's in that age group, and he literally on Roblox, which is a computer game, has built an entire city with working everything. 
He knows where every curve, every tunnel, every street name, every building is in this entire city. Okay. Seems like his dad. And he is under five. Just like his dad. But he's under five years old. You know what I was doing at five years old? I was playing with a stick. Yep. And the stick was a gun or a spaceship or or whatever. I kids today are we we complain about a lot of things about the youth, but the youth are so much smarter than we are. Yeah. In so Quite many true. different ways. But I'll give you an example of why it's not always good. Hayden, at about the same age, was into Roblox huge and started about three, four, five, six. When he was in first grade, I remember he, what, you, if I told you this story? <laughs> Go ahead. He figured out how to use the uh, microphone and to talk to do Google searches. And he told me and his mother one time that he was not going to learn how to read. He didn't need to. He figured out how to use Google with his voice. He didn't know how to read Jack. He made it read it to him. Wow. He didn't have to type. He didn't have to know how to spell the words. <laughs> he could hit a button, use the microphone, tell it what he wanted to search for, which was inevitably Roblox. Something, yeah. something yeah. about how to get past some problem he'd encountered. So, uh, yeah, it, it can be very good, but he was finding ways to say he was never going to learn to read. You know, I find myself doing that old person thing. And my big hang up is cursive writing. I just blows me away that we're not teaching children at any age, at any group, how to read or write in cursive. Blows me away that we ever thought it necessary to teach that crap. Well, we need to read our constitution. It's well, then somebody cursive. print it <laughs> in non-cursive writing and we're done. <laughs> oh, Jerry, you cracked me up. Oh, man. Oh, well, anyway, guys, if you, we appreciate you for joining yes, us. We do. Thank you. We, we have been a scatterbrain show today and that's okay. Every once in a while, we got bigger, better, brighter things coming up and we can't wait to, to, to get into all that, but we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. And if you can't see the light, be the light.